Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. Tonight's episode of Doctor Who was Extremists. And, uh, <sighs> Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> this was a roller coaster of an episode with uh, Moffat's fingerprints all over it. Yes. Uh, um, so, what do you think, Nick? It's interesting. Doctor Who's always talking about, you know, they like to do kind of the creepy things. You've got, you know, weird baby dolls and spiders. And Moffat lately has really gone into the, the existential fears. Hmm. Like, um, Heaven Sent, this, you know, this kind of that horror of being, doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And this one was really this, like, do we even exist? Yeah. Which is a thing nowadays, because, like, um, Elon Musk thinks we're, like, a 50-50 chance we're inside a matrix. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a thing that, like, software people actually worry about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not part of my worldview, but it's it's something that I think does actually affect people existentially mm-hmm. nowadays. And so you have that sort of weird, I mean, there's some really good scenes in here, like when they're hitting the table and, um, yeah, that was, that was very effective, effectively creepy. Yeah. And a really interesting play. And I'm, I'm watching like, how are they going to pull out of this thing? But they'd set that up at the beginning with him getting the email. The very first scene was him sitting down and getting an email in his glasses. Oh, what? And then, yeah. And then he watches it. And then at last scene, him getting up. Yeah. Clever. He said, email extremists. Uh-huh. Um, and then you didn't know what that was all about. You just like kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, not only is it a twisty Moffat episode, but it's actually set up pretty, pretty well. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, when I say roller coaster, it was also some of like I wasn't real fond of it at the beginning. First of all, because of the the lesbian stuff, yeah. which we're not a fan. We're of. not a fan of. At all. So, like, whenever... Because there have been several episodes. We have some people here who haven't been watching, uh, who are a little more behind on who. And there, there's a couple episodes where it's not really a factor at all. No. And then it was the whole thing... I'm, I'm always curious what Catholics think about <laughs> some of the, the conspiracy theories behind the Vatican yeah. and, and some of that stuff. And I was just like, okay, now we're getting into, like, weird Da Vinci Code territory yeah. here. It's like, where is this all going? But the uh, the whole introduction of the portals thing was a twist. That, You're like, what in the world? <laughs> where did this come from? How does and this connect? I mean, for a long time, like, what are all the, there are all these various elements, and that got me really intrigued again mm-hmm. because it's like there's a lot of these elements that seem completely disparate, but you suspect they're going to tie in together somehow. Well, and it's very interesting. It's like they start with the premise of there's a book that if you read it, everyone dies, and you're like, well, that's fascinating, and also. They can't actually tell us what's in the book because why, you know, what yeah. would be so big. But they do, and it and it's not a letdown. Yeah, that's which is hard to do when you set up that sort of that sort of premise. Yeah, because otherwise it's just like this indescribable horror that that is, which is like eh, okay, mm. it wor- kind of works, but at the same time, it also would feel sort of a cop out. But no, to actually get that across and have there, there's a good reason for it, and yeah. So my question and. I, I don't know if there's if there's not an answer or there's one I just haven't made up yet. Okay, so in the simulation world, which is most of the episode, Mm -hmm. there's this book that tells you you might be in the simulation world. Where does this book come from? I'm assuming it's simulated from the real world. That someone knew that it was coming and wrote it down. That that was a question I had too because the the it was postulated that it was from a demon or something. It was like this dark challenge. But honestly, but if it's actually an alien. That's testing how to control the the world. It doesn't do him much good to have his simulations figure out that they're a simulation. Well, and my guess is that's why they came to try to get it right there at the end. That's why they were interfering. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, so I, I, I think the aliens would not, were not the ones who had set up the extremists. The, no, the I think I think somehow someone a long time ago knew this was happening. Maybe we'll get an explanation. Maybe we won't. No, uh-huh. not Moffat. But it's interesting. It's like that was built into the simulation. It was so perfect that they had to take care of it and get rid of it mm-hmm. once they realized it was a thing. Yeah. I mean, you're running a supercomputer that models everything. Right. You're not going to know there's something in there that might not be good for you. Basically, the, the creepy aliens here are Doctor Who's Agent Smith. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting. There's a lot of interesting things going on in this episode. Another thing was that the Doctor is very weak in this episode. Mm. Yes. Well, you, you very seldom see for long periods of time. Well, the blindness really, you could tell, really affects him. Uh, and I'll be curious, because it looks like in the real world, he still has it. Yeah, exactly. So, and it seemed to be a pretty faithful adaptation uh, or simulation <laughs> of, of the Doctor. So I'll be, I'm very interested to see where they continue to go with this. Of the many things they've thrown the Doctor through, they very rarely have given him an actual physical inability. I mentioned that last time, but I mean, they, they, they're keeping it for another episode, mm-hmm. which is not what I would have guessed. I would have guessed they would have dealt with it already. I'm I'm glad though. I like if if you're going to introduce this and try to actually make it like a real consequence thing. I'm glad it wasn't just a one and done yeah. thing. Well, and it really sets up him actually wanting Missy to help him. Mm, yeah. he probably would not have done that if he wasn't helpless. Wait, done what? Well, it sounds like next episode he wants Missy to help him. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, see, he yeah. he needs help, but he's not going to rely on anyone else except. You know, he has this strange half-friendship, friend-me thing with the master. Yeah, which I have mixed feelings about. Like, I, I sort of get long-time friend sort of thing and not wanting to see him, her, it die. But I always feel like he's he's skirting with danger because she's, she's mm-hmm. a loose cannon. She, and he knows she's he, a loose cannon. He knows cannon. she's a loose cannon. <laughs> so it's like... I don't know. I yeah, have a very mixed feelings. It's a very, it. I mean, it's very like um, Professor X, Magneto sort of thing. Where Magneto, <laughs> oh, Professor X is never actually going to kill Magneto, even though he knows he probably should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. And every once in a while, the enemy of my, my well, you know. Whole but the, the difference is Magneto, at least at times, has moments of regret. I don't know that the Master ever really has. No, I think... He re- just has this moments of camaraderie that he shares with the Doctor. Or, but he, he never really regrets or the things he does. It seems to me in this planet that moments of, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Though this planet was kind of funny. They just they know how to kill everything. <laughs> the execution, yeah. Interesting, that speech, though, about virtue being good no matter other sorts of... I mean, like, it's the best even... I mean, it, it even exists if, even... If you have no reward yeah. or, or profit to, to gain by it. Yeah. I don't know. That, it's just an interesting concept. I don't know... I don't have words to put it to mm-hmm. it, but it's something interesting to think about. And I love the fact. I love the fact that River Song sent Noldor, is that the name? I think so. To basically just beat up the doctor. He's like, <laughs> I have authority <laughs> to kick him in the butt. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Because we never actually had someone with that. Yeah, and that's like that sort of that's the explanation for where he, I guess, because we didn't know why at the beginning of the season they were together necessarily. No, not not, not really. I mean, we'd seen in the last episode, Christmas episode. Oh, that's stuff, true. He but, was hanging out with the doctor then too. I forgot. That's probably actually where their partnership started. Yes. Oh yeah, I don't know. But anyways. Through a lot of different things. And it's really fascinating. They, they're going to do this whole box thing mid-season. Yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't think we'd need an explanation for it at all until the very end. No, I mean, we, after we watched it, we were like, Moffat really kicked the season up like 
three notches with this episode. Now the question is if he if if this is just sort of planting seeds for things that are going to happen, or are they going to deal with some of the things they talked about in the very next episode? Well, he, well at least he talked about as if even tonight something's going to happen. I mean, they, they add a lot of urgency at the end of this episode. Now, if they don't pay that off, it's going to be kind of weird. Mm. That's, yeah, it's fine. They called Bill and said, do it tonight, because there's no time. Yeah. Now, what's also interesting is we've never seen this alien race, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. This is a really creepy way to introduce them, like... You already feel like they're big deals. You don't know a thing about them. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, to create a simulation on the scale that they were talking about, that is, that is you mm-hmm. know, a pretty powerful sort of kind of race. So, again, got lots of lots of very – I mean, you got the flashbacks. We rarely have flashbacks in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You got flashbacks. You got the weak doctor. You have this computer simulation thing. You throw the bad – I mean, it, again, you just throw things in that shouldn't work. It's funny, the, the flashbacks it may, felt very Sherlock in some ways to me. Oh, yeah, I can see like that. A, I don't know, it struck me as a kind of a, a Sherlock sort of uh, structure for this episode. I can see that, and it would, I mean, it would make sense. It Moffat. <laughs> so, any of the other people hanging around, anyone want to comment? Did we miss anything? Well. Nope. Uh, yeah, we're just joking, there's no one in this living room with us, it's yeah. just us. <laughs> They're all liars. <laughs> They're all simulations. Hopefully, we explained it to you. So, <laughs> all right, but, no problem. Just yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not a good one to not do a second one right away. But <laughs> it's late in our recording time. So. so, this has been the weekly hijack spinoff podcast for Deroll Trains of Thought. Check us out at our uh, Facebook page or our blogspot, deroltrainsofthought.blogspot.com. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye.